What do you call a running turkey? What do you call a running turkey? Fast food. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Mystery Queen podcast. And for all the new listeners, I'm Sharon. And I'm Aluhia. Tis the season to be thankful. And to be blessed. We are definitely thankful for all of our supporters. Buckle up, Sharon, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. So we need to take a shot for this one. Most definitely. I'm ready. Okay, so this story is called The Boy in the Box, right? Mm -hmm. So it starts in 1957 in Pennsylvania. A little boy is found in a box by a muskrat hunter, but he didn't report it because he was afraid that he would get his traps confiscated. So he decided to leave it be. Um, Three days later, a college student comes by and he finds the naked boy in the box and he... Um, he reports it. Okay, good. Yeah. If that were me, I would definitely report it. I would have reported the first time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, if it were anyone that I cared about, I would, I would really hope that someone would do the same as well. Definitely. I hope that that would never happen to me, but you never know. Especially when you're hiking or doing anything. Exactly. Keep your eyes peeled, folks. Right. Unless you're not into that, then just look straight forward. Correct. If you're not into looking for... Dead people. <laughs> right. We're just dark-ass people. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, in this box... It was a J.C. Penney's box, okay? And in this box was a little naked boy. And he was severely malnourished. They think that he was between the age of six and seven. Okay. So, the autopsy found that he was possibly beaten to death Mm -hmm. he had surgical scars on his ankle his chin he it was indicative that he had some kind of eye illness Mm -hmm. in some way and about two to three hours before his time of death he seemed to have had a haircut because his hair was matted and there was still clumps of hair on his dead on his corpse Um, along with that, they noticed a brown residue in his esophagus, as if he had thrown up before his death. Oh, poor kid. Yeah. So remember this. So this is another detail you got to remember. And what do we do for details? <laughs> we sway. We shot. <laughs> there we go. All right. So back to the story. Investigating the scene... I said he was in a J.C. Penney's box, right? Right. So they traced it back. They found a store nearby, and they found 12 buyers of the box, and it was a bassinet box. So for those of you who don't know, like I didn't know, a bassinet is a crib. <laughs> right. So there were 12 buyers, but they all paid in cash, so they couldn't be traced. They couldn't be tracked. Nine of those buyers came forward, and they admitted to what they had done with their box. The other four still remain unknown. Unknown. And why is that? Oh, I why do I you think? Why do I think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think either they just didn't care, or maybe one of them was suspect. Or maybe they just bought it there and then just left to go home or something. To yeah, they could be a traveler too. So they just did. trying true, to think positive. True, actually, yeah, they could have just bought it there and then left. Yeah, so. That was a bust. The second, um, 
thing that they caught on the site was a blanket that the boy was wrapped in. He was wrapped in a plaid blanket, mm-hmm. which sim- which was similar to one that was at a foster home nearby. So they investigated the foster home. There was nothing there. That was also a bust. And despite putting out 400,000 flyers all across Pennsylvania, they no one came forward to claim the boy. No one was reporting anyone nearly resembling him but actually his face was so deformed that they had to do a forensic facial reconstruction that poor guy poor kid literally how old was he again six to seven they think it's not it's not sure but they think six to seven okay but his face was so deformed that they were not able to even take a picture of him or imagine him the way that he would have been so that they could put it out there. But still, no one came forward and no one claimed him. So, who is this boy, right? Right. No one knows who he is. No one cares. No one was looking for him. So, they they ended it. They buried him. Okay? They buried him? They buried him. Without not even knowing who he was? No, not knowing who oh he was. God. Not knowing who killed him. Because... They ran his fingerprints through hospital bases, um, foster homes, like all the all all the databases you can think of. Right. And what? Nothing. Nothing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> if I, I was his mother, I would just be so upset. But who even knows where his mother is, or even if right. she cares? Right. Even exactly. if she cares, or even if the father cares. Exactly. Yeah. So they didn't find any matches, which is surprising to me because obviously you would think that he was born in a hospital, but you know, who knows? It's fifties. You could be born anywhere. Right. And at the time, they're probably writing all their charts down exactly. on, on paper, paper yeah. and pen. Mm-hmm. So that was a bust. They buried him, and he was just marked as you know unknown. Mm-hmm. But 40 years later, and here we go into the theories, right? Mm -hmm. 40 years later, they exhumed his body because they thought that they had found a case that resembled or could have had any kind of link to him, which was a bust. So they extracted some of his DNA. Nothing happened. And actually, some of the residents were kind of upset. Like, why would you just, why would you just leave him? Right. Um, But that was a bust anyways. But there was a lady, Miss M. They called her M. And she claims that the boy had been bought by her mother. And he had been abused physically, sexually, mentally, any other kind of way that you can think of. And she claims that before his death, they were at dinner. They were eating, blah, blah, blah. He threw up. Mm-hmm. And the mom was mad. So she beat his head against the wall. And then he. And then to make up for that. She bathed him. Oh that's another. (laughs) Detail I left out. But what go ahead. So the mother Mm -hmm. beat him. Because Mm -hmm. he threw up. Yes. And. She bathed him after. Yes she bathed him. But that was another thing. So the autopsy that I told you about earlier. Right. They noticed that his hands and feet were wrinkled as if he had been sitting in a bath or water for a prolonged amount of time. So everything that M is saying correlates with what they found in the past. 
Okay, so she, when she bathed him, she probably put him in the bath for a very long exactly. period of time. Exactly, and who knows why, because M claims that she did that, you know, kind of to make up for the fact that she beat his head against the wall. Right, and to clean up yes. the evidence. Yes, but he died anyways. Right. And that's what we know from the autopsy. That so he she probably beat him to the point, like, he he wasn't conscious anymore. exactly yeah because that was the cause of death that he had traumatic blows to the head oh my god so m came forward with that story right mm-hmm. but despite all the evidence that she not evidence okay but like the story background that she brought to it they were never able to confirm that the boy had even been living with her and her mother and they found out that she is severely you know cuckoo <laughs> uh she has mental, mental illness health. yes Me- mental health issues. so they yeah. didn't her story wasn't valid no one could confirm no witnesses and she was crazy so they they let that one go so they let a person who basically possibly yeah uh, said what was going on with yes. the story with yes. the kid yes. and they let her go mm-hmm. and she could have been accused of accessory yes because although she didn't actually perform the act she claims to know that her mother did it so yes so she would be an accessory to murder let's see how many years you get with a accessory to murder Ooh, yeah i'm curious should i guess or should i not because <laughs> you, can, I you can guess oh Damn. Uh, I'm going to guess 10 at the least. You think it's 10? At the least. I think it's 10 at the least, yes. It is 10 at the least. Oh! And what is it? What is... What is it? Imprisonment not existing 10 years. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it is about... The facts can face up to 15 years in state prison. Ah, so 10 to 15. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So no, basically, that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. You're, you're doing your accessory to murder. Yes. So you you can get. Mm-hmm. You're not helping, but you're literally watching, and you're right. not doing anything. Yeah. And you and then also she didn't say anything about. She the didn't kid. until forty years later. Right. After this poor kid had not been named, had no no murder, and then she decided to come forth. Yes. Right. It's messed up. So, there's another theory, though, that Mm -hmm. I have to tell you about, okay? Mm -hmm. So, this theory is about the foster home. I told you about the blanket and the foster home that they traced it back to. So, they even used a psychic. They were so desperate that they used a psychic to come in. And she directed them to that exact foster home that they found the plaid blankets. But guess what? What? They said it was a bust. And you know why? Why? Because he had no records, like we said before. No, no one could trace him, but there's a theory by an employee that worked there. She said that the father could have possibly had a daughter and given born, uh, given birth to a child and to cover that up, you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't named. They no hospital records, no nothing. So they kept him hidden. Right. And she believed that it could have been an accident murder, an accidental murder. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> this poor kid. <laughs> I know. Well, all the stories that could s- that circulate him, who knows which one is correct. Right. But there are several s- several theories, and those are 
the two theories that I thought were most significant and could relate to the story mostly because when I was looking at it, I kind of thought, okay, so he could have been born from the daughter of the owner of the foster home. Right. They could have wanted to hide him. And as a result of that, you know, M, the woman who came later, 40 years later, and claimed that her mother bought this kid and that she abused him. Maybe M's mother bought him from the foster home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything like that, beat him, killed him, raped him, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I think that kind of relates. (laughs) I mean, I was not there at the time, but... Me looking at and researching all that now, I would think that, yes, it was M's mother who killed him. Right, and I would like to do a fact check real quick. Ooh, okay, about what? So, uh, parents were responsible for ac- actually for 61% of children murdered under the age of five. What? So, when you are the age of five, usually the parents are responsible for that murder <gasps> 61% of the time. Because if you think about it, how many people are, when you're the under the age of five Mm -hmm. years old, your parent is probably with you 24 seven. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's sick. That is so, that is so sick. She was not even his mother. She had nothing to do with him, bro. Nothing. It had to be her. Uh, well, who knows why? Because, you know, everybody has issues. Who knows what her issues could have been? But I'm telling you. Okay. I'm not going to say that it's okay. But it makes it easier to for you to treat another child a different way than you would treat your own. No, I, I completely agree with that. That's why I think. That it was her. Yes. You think that it was her? It was her. M's mom. Yes. God. It, this was 1950. Think about yeah. it. It is. But can I tell you something? We just talked about something was 1980. (laughs) I know. This is 1950. But listen, Sharon, listen. This boy has not been named. His murder has not been found. And do you know where he lies? Where does he lie? He still lies in Pennsylvania, marked as America's unknown child. If you'd like to see us go to Pennsylvania and see this unmarked child, I'm down for it. We will put I'm it on TikTok. I, I'm telling you, we will put it. No, on we will TikTok. go. Let's go visit the grave. Like yeah. let's let's literally go do it. No, I'm. S- let's go. Yeah. Okay. We if will, if we we're get, gonna do it. If we get a, about a thousand likes. Yes, a thousand t- likes, and we will go visit the grave on TikTok. Yes. And we had we have a uh, a new video out on our TikTok about the pumpkin challenge, so check that out. It's real. It's actually really funny. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> it it was fun. It was definitely fun. But R.I.P. to this boy in the box because at the end of the day, Rest, every child yes. deserves to be the best person that they can be. And we are so sorry that you were failed. And to that. We clink and we take a swig. We take a shot because bless the boy. Mm-hmm. Unknown in the box. America's unknown child. So, Sharon, I guess we couldn't solve this one. It's okay. It happens. We can't solve every case. Mm-hmm. We like to think that we can, but, you know. Hopefully. 
maybe let's, let's can we clink to failure at least yes clink to failure let's guys. go <laughs> so if you found this episode interesting or want to hear more um go ahead and drop a like and a follow if you have any recommendations you want us to talk about dm us on our instagram at mystery underscore queen seven and everybody who's continued to listen right now i would like to do a special shout out to my best friend on instagram who does her own swimwear line at bayonet online and for another one for all the bikers out there continue to stay safe and cars continue to look out for these bikers and to be safe around them and we're out gobble gobble <laughs>